Welcome to the Next Greatest Thing podcast, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. This podcast is a place where we come together with electric experts and dedicated operators to discuss current co-op events, leading-edge technologies, and communicate with AVECC members. We are Arkansas Valley Electric, changing the communities we serve. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of The Next Greatest Thing, a podcast brought to you by Arkansas Valley Electric. Today, we will be shining our employee spotlight on technology coordinator, Brian Orick. Brian started his career at Arkansas Valley in June of 2008 in the IT department. He currently serves the cooperative as the technology coordinator where he oversees the IT, GIS, and drone teams who are responsible for all aspects of the technology systems in use at the cooperative. These systems ensure maximum uptime of the electric grid for all Arkansas Valley Electric membership. Some examples of these systems include our outage management system, corporate website, customer app, and customer information systems. Thanks for joining the show, Brian. Good to be here, Mr. Fisher. Quite the quite the bio. You do a lot here. Well, that might be a stretch. I you know, have to make it sound good. What um what got you into the technology? Let's just okay, hold on. Let's start let's start from scratch. Ozark graduate. Yes. Do you want to share what year that was? Nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven. Um and you went from college to, at that time, Votech? Yes, yeah, it was Arkansas Valley Technical Institute at that time, over here in Ozark. And you got a degree in? Electronics technology at that time. Most of the IT programs were just getting started, so they were brand new. And graduated from Votech? Yes. Then where'd you go? My first job was back at the Ozark Public Schools in IT. Now, is that, you and I have worked here, I started in 05, so we've been here the majority of our time together. Um, great run, by the way. Pretty um, lengthy. That's, were you splitting time between Ozark and Paris? Yes. Yeah. It was myself and another guy, and we took care of both school districts, two and a half days at each district. Liked that? I did like that. Good, good first job. Yep. Happy to be back in Ozark working, of course, for my first job. And then... We went to? I went to full-time technology at the Altus and Johnson County Westside School Districts. Split oh. again in halftime. Nice. I didn't know you worked at J.C. Westside. I did. Straight up. I was the only person doing that. So Then? Uh, after that, I left and went to Cooper Clinic in Fort Smith, which is now part of Mercy. Now, is that where you were at before you got here? No. You are at the bank. I was at Priority Bank before I came back. Uh, Priority Bank was my first job back in Ozark after working in Fort Smith for several years. Where's your next job going to be? Retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Good answer. Um, What is your, I know this, but what does your daily life look like here at Arkansas Valley Electric? As many things in technology, I would say the daily life is different every day you walk in the door, right? I mean, we don't know if it's normal routine work that we have planned out or if the building's on fire and we need to put out all those fires first thing. So we could be doing anything from PC replacements, printer repairs, walk in and a server's down. So you got to throw all your efforts to that server to get it back up. 
So that's more of the technology part of the department that you manage. Let's talk about a little bit about what your GIS folks do, geographical information systems, what those folks do every day, and then some of the things that we've um, done with drones. Okay, so yeah, they do a lot of collecting of the data and analyzing the data that's in our customer information systems. A, a big part of what they do today includes a lot of the behind-the-scenes work for the WAVE project as far as getting fiber customers on the maps, knowing where we're building fiber to. Uh, a lot of the other things they do is we take care of the information that's in the outage, man outage management system, which is very important during a storm to our members. Uh, and, uh, the drones also come in very useful in a storm situation. Uh, I, I helped out this time on the storms that hit Crawford County. We went out and flew the drones over all the damage, helped uh, assess the damage. And some of the the uh, technology aspects is, you know, they are able to survey the damage out in the field and get the information back to the headquarters office real time. So that greatly reduces the, the restoration efforts. So what's awesome is you said – 1997 you went to votech did you ever think that when you got your technology degree out there that it would have evolved into what you do when you walk in here every day absolutely not i mean the things we're doing today weren't even a thought back then yeah i think that that's probably being i'm not a technology guru like you are um but to me that that is one field that you're never going to have to worry about getting bored at because especially now technology changes every single day. Correct, yeah. There's always something new to learn, investigate, research. I mean, it, it changes literally every day, like you said. So in your bio, you mentioned that your favorite part about working at Arkansas Valley is the forward-thinking, collaborative work environment. And you said, quote, every, everyone works together as a team to bring out the best in each other in every situation. Could you elaborate on your thoughts about how you believe Arkansas Valley is forward-thinking, uh, is a forward-thinking collaborative environment? Sure. Uh, you know, the most one of the most recent examples I can think of is when COVID hit and shut down many area businesses across the world. We, you know, have always been historically a work-in-the-office type of company, and all of a sudden we're scrambling to figure out how to get people to be able to work from home or in a safer environment, you know, than being exposed to COVID. We all came together, tested many different options as to what would work the best for our employees, and were able to come up with a solution in a short amount of time that allowed everyone to work from home and still stay safe. Super important, too. I'm not sure if we didn't have the technology in place that we would have gotten out of the, the first peak of COVID as well as we did. Right, and that, you know, the forward thinking also, you know, that, we can elaborate on that a little bit. It, you know, we didn't have a lot of laptops back then. Companies very great with technology saw the need to get laptops for the employees so they could work from home. We did it, it deployed them, worked like a charm. So what, what a lot of people I think would be interested in knowing is we were at our old building for I think since the mid '60s, right? So you, especially being the technology coordinator, knew the limitations that that building was causing us um, as a cooperative. Can you explain to us how important the new facility was, is, um, but mainly talk about how important it was that we were in here when COVID hit? Sure. The old building, I mean, we were not only at capacity 
with physical space, we were also at capacity on future technology deployments that we could handle. The infrastructure was aging. The cabling had been there for many, many years. We had no extra cabling, so we were at capacity on devices we could deploy. Uh, a lot of the older equipment was just end of life or wasn't supported, so the new building project really hit at probably the best time it could to prepare us for the COVID that we didn't know about. We were able to get new infrastructure, new cabling, state-of-the-art equipment as far as switches, firewalls, wireless networks. So having that in place really set the footprint to prepare us for COVID, even though we didn't know it was coming. Yep. I, I, I tell people often, I'm not, we wouldn't have been able to operate without it. Absolutely not. We would have still been coming to the office in cramped quarters and, and tight spaces and, you know, putting ourselves at risk every day. As the IT coordinator, how do you believe that your job uh, impacts AVECC as a whole, Brian? I would hope, uh, you know, the technology department is here to, you know, maximize the uptime of the electric grid for our membership. Also interact, you know, more today with our membership than we have in the previous years. I also think we, you know, we can impact our membership by the use of technology to decrease the downtimes during a major storm event. You're flying through these, man. We should have made them harder for Brian, Noted. producer Barbara Jenkins. They're, they're plenty hard, trust me. <laughs> if there's one thing about your job that you would want our members to know about what it's like to work here at Arkansas Valley, what would that be? I think the one thing that you know most people have the misconception is that we're just the electric company. That's not true today. We're so much more than your electric company in Ozark, Arkansas, or rural America. We're in your schools, we're at your colleges, we're attending your local events, we're handing out scholarships. I mean, we are interacting in every community that we touch. So we are, you know, like the motto says, we're truly changing the communities that we serve. How does it feel to come to work and and be able to help carry out that mission? It's a great feeling to be able to come to work and know that you're literally preparing future generations for success down the road. We're not just here to make sure your light's on, although that is a top goal. We're also here laying the foundation for generations to come. All right. Lightning round. I know that uh, you don't know any of these that uh, that we're going to ask. And I got five that I think I want to ask, and then we might go some more because Orc uh, gets to talk to a lot of folks, so we'll see if we can uh, put him on the spot with some employees. So, We'll start it out easy, as always, and I'm interested to know this because uh, you you're uh, you have very sophisticated taste buds. What is your favorite work snack, Brian? You know, I don't keep a tremendous amount of snacks in my own personal desk, but I think probably the most famous snack area in the entire company is Roxy's Candy Dish, right? Yeah. Everybody knows about Roxy's Candy Dish. That's true. Fast breaks out of that bad boy. Reese's peanut butter cups are always good. Anything with chocolate and peanut butter, I'm going to go for it in the candy dish. Have you gotten into the pumpkins yet? I have not, but I haven't been down there in a while. We've got Reese's pumpkins down there. I'll have to make a trip. Let let me change this up a little bit. You're a big sandwich eater for lunch. What's what is the best potato chip, Brian Work? Ooh, I've been eating a lot of the Lay's barbecue stacks here lately. Mm-hmm. They're solid. They're they're a little bit better than a Pringle, in my opinion. Oh wow! See, I thought you were going Pringles. You eat the heck out of some Pringles. They're stacks. They're the they're the other brand. Do you like the fact that they're thicker than a Pringles? 
yes, they don't. They're not all broken up when I open the can. Mm-hmm. Do you like candy corn? I do like candy. Corn, do you like paydays? Not. Yes, paydays are awesome. So we've gotten into that point. Uh, my wife went to Walmart pickup Saturday, and we got bags of candy corn with jugs of peanuts. Did you know that if you eat a candy corn with peanuts, it tastes like a payday? I didn't know that, actually. We've been doing it for several years. It's good. Clay Crowley also turned us on to something the other day. This is true. You can take a lemon. We're way off course here. You can edit this out if you need to. You can take a lemon, put Splenda on both sides of it, eat the lemon, taste just like an orange. Never heard of that one. Yep. You would think it would taste like lemonade. Tastes like an orange. Got to try it. Brian, Brian actually got me into this smoking food. What what is what's your favorite food to smoke? That one A. What's your favorite food to smoke? I'm gonna have to go pull pork because it's easy and you can't mess it up. Okay. What's your favorite smoked food to eat? Ooh, a good brisket is hard to beat. Mm, you do brisket? No, I don't want to have an experience <laughs> like you did. I've done it once. Yep. Pooh, bad deal. I'd rather eat a Doc Martin at that point. Got a little burn on me. It's a way Gr- easier grill to caught go, on fire. Go buy it at a good restaurant. Brisket's good. Brisket's good. Um. So what? Brian might be the luckiest person that I've ever came into contact with. Anytime there's a drawing or a raffle, Brian wins. Usually the best prize that you have. What's the best thing that you've ever won? Probably the most useful thing I've ever won, uh, easily, that 870 shotgun at a DU banquet. Used that thing for many, many years. I'm going to disagree with you. I want to answer your own question. I, I would, I would, I would question if the Razorback tent wasn't the most useful thing you ever won that you gave to me. Well, you got the heck out. You used the heck out of well, it. We used yeah. that for yeah. a good 12 years. It was, it was useful to you, for sure. So just in this setting, the guys won a shotgun and a Razorback tailgate tent. What else have you won? Uh, I have a big Yeti-type cooler at the house currently that I won at one of the last DU banquets I went to. Elk hunting trip? Elk hunting trip to uh, one of the Arkansas elk hunting trips. I won that one year. It's not really a contest. That's just a random drawing. So let's see. The one thing I have never won that, you know, would be awesome is my wife worked at the Franklin County Learning Center for several years, and we sold the bull drop tickets. Bought tickets every single time. Never even won the small prizes. He'll win. The what? Oh, bull drop. The Franklin County bull drop. Okay. They drop they drop a bull from an airplane. <laughs> Just joking. You never heard of a bull drop? No. Long story short, they they feed this bull and you buy tickets and they they cut up the piece of land that he's on. It's twenty thousand dollars, right? So they raise twenty thousand collectively and give away half of that to the winner. Yeah. So they let this bull out and somebody sits out there and watches and wherever it I see where this is yeah, going. Uses the restroom. Whoever has that square wins wins the money. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. It's been going on in this area for longer than I've been alive, probably. I mean many, many years. Oh, I bought one. It. I bought one ever since I've worked over here sixteen years. The more you know. So, I don't know when this will air, but we're freshly off 
the Franklin County feud game that I'm sure you don't want to talk too much about, Brian. And and I'll I'll won't put you on the spot and make you talk about that. But what, as a lifelong Ozark resident and one that's had his third kid through the uh, school now, what's your most memorable hillbilly game? Most memorable has to easily be the playoff game when Warren came down here and we jumped up on him three touchdowns in a matter of minutes. Just absolutely unexpected, just destroyed him. It's awesome. Nothing like high school football for sure. It's that time of year, the best it time is. of year. It is. Okay, this might be the last one. Big Hunter as well, Mr. Orc. This is a guy that does so many things. Most memorable hunting trip. Most memorable hunting trip. Easily took my two boys out when they were younger, went up in the woods, took a seat, wasn't really expecting to see much, weren't there probably 30 minutes, looked up on the hill across from us, and we had a small buck charging down the hill straight toward us. And I was trying to get the gun ready because I thought it was going to run over the top of us, raise the gun, Shot the buck. It dropped 14 steps from where we were sitting. Cool. The hook for life, I'm guessing, after that they it were. Ex- it was an exciting moment, to say the least. It, yeah. it kind of, I think, once the shock wore off of what had happened, you know, everybody was happy. Now, this is getting, I'm not much of a hunter. I went squirrel hunting once last year. Took the, twice, actually. Took the kid, the old kiddo squirrel hunting. But, Brian, this is my favorite time of year, not because I get to go hunt, but because I get to listen to Brian gripe that his kids kill the deer and then he's responsible for dressing them all the time now. <laughs> I just had this conversation at lunch. Talked about uh, I'm getting to the point I need to be the camp chef, but it always turns into the kids go do the hunting and then dad does all the work. So I don't know if the camp chef is anything that's happening anytime soon. So y'all killed a slew of them last year, right? Uh it was one of the slower years, but I think we ended up killing three total. And you did all of them? Yes. Between between the family, we do all the all of the – from the field to the table, we do it all. I do I do have one more. I've, I've just now thought of this. Tell me one of the – man, me and my wife laughed so hard when Brian told me this story. Uh, tell me about the turtle story when you were trying to get them in to your mother-in-law's house after us – the snowpocalypse was coming this year in February. Oh, so they were outdoors in a an enclosure, an enclosed area that she keeps heated. Now, these are the size of a small Volkswagen, right? They're the, uh, I think they're called giant cicadas. So I think the smallest yeah. one's 45 pounds and the larger one's pushing 70 pounds. They were out in her outdoor area, which she keeps closed and heated during the winter. And I think the heat lamps had overloaded a breaker and tripped in the middle of the night. And that was the single-digit temperatures. So we get the call the next morning, hey, you know, power's out, don't know what's going on. So we head over there, try to save the turtles. We don't know if they're alive or dead, whatever. We didn't know. Got there, and we wrestled the turtles. <laughs> I fell with one of the turtles. Fell straight on my back. Luckily, I kept the turtle upright, and it was still alive. Got them in the house. My mother-in-law has a big, giant uh, feed trough like you would use for horses in front of her fireplace. So we put the turtles in there to get them back up to their normal body temperature. And they're still alive now. Both of them survived. Great ending. I would I would pay so much money to see you fall straight backwards with a gigant seventy pound turtle. There might have been a few choice words said that day. 
Oh, Brian, it was fun. And I know firsthand how important you and your department is to everyday life here. And um, you've, you do a great job, and I appreciate you taking the time out to join us today. Thanks for having me, and I enjoy coming to work every day, working with everyone here, and wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Good times. Jenkins, do you want to add anything? I think I'm good. Okay. So for Brian Ork, producer Barbara Jenkins, I'm Brandon Fisher, and until next time, stay safe. Thank you for listening to The Next Greatest Thing, powered by the Arkansas Valley Electric Cooperative Corporation. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MyEnergyAVECC. Visit our website at www.avecc.com. We hope to see you down the line.